The 630 Chad Afternoon News with Jaylen Nye. Weekdays at 2 on 630 Chad. Interesting people, relatable stories, relevant, topical. This is 630 Chad Afternoons with Jaylen Nye. And maybe our, our next guest will object, but it does appear as though this is one of those issues where there's kind of some common ground between the previous government and the current government. The previous Alberta government had some concerns about how photo radar was being used. Uh, so they put some uh, strict limits on uh, how photo radar could be deployed, uh, areas where it could be deployed. Uh, including, of course, those transition zones on highways where those speed limits can change quickly. Uh, but it is something that the uh, current Alberta government is taking a closer look at, and they want to take a deeper dive into some of this data. How are these uh, photo radar devices being deployed, and is it being used uh, for revenue purposes as opposed to safety purposes? So while that review continues, the Alberta government announcing today that it's putting a freeze on any more photo radar units. Uh, cities, municipal uh, municipalities, rather, police forces will not be able to install new or upgraded photo radar devices or deploy existing equipment to new locations as of December 1st. Joining us for some further explanation as to what's changing, where this all goes from here. Very pleased to welcome to the program, Alberta's Minister of Transportation, Rick McIver, joins us here this afternoon. Minister, thank you so much for making some time for us here. Well, it's great to be here, Rob. Thanks. Okay, so the announcement today about the freeze, why, why was this freeze necessary and, and what does it entail? Well, uh, it's, uh, we're freezing it in time. So in other words, uh, for the next about two years, Albertans won't see more or less photo radar, but about the same. And, and the whole idea of that is so that we can actually do some research and find out how it's being used. Um, and first of all, gather information. It's, uh, we want to make some good decisions about uh, rules around photo radar in the future. And what we've come to realize, even from a report that was done last year, one of the conclusions of the reports was that there's not enough data to be to make a really good judgment on how it's being used. So we're going to make the very deliberate effort to gather that data, uh, which means we're going to work with the 27 municipalities. Now, just for your listeners, that's 27 out of about 350 municipalities in Alberta are the only ones to use photo radar. But they are all keeping track of, of, of data on how they use it differently, not because they're doing anything wrong. It's because there's never been a request and a plan to put it all together and get common data. So we're going to take some time work with the municipalities and the police services uh, providing the photo radar, uh, agree on uh, what data would allow us to make good judgments about how it's being used, and uh, then we're going to have some time to get everybody gathering that data, both at the police level and at the municipal level, and then we're going to actually have a period of time, a year or so, where we're actually going to gather data that we, uh, at that point, hope we can trust, because it'll be consistently gathered, consistently recorded, and, uh, and from that, we're hoping it's going to 
to uh, lead us uh, to a conclusion on the future of photo radar. Well, what's missing from the data? I mean, obviously, police are keeping records of all the photo radar tickets that get issued. Aren't, aren't we able to see where they're being deployed? I mean, what, what are we lacking in the data right now? Well, I guess we're, you know what, again, if you go back to the uh, current report, uh, that uh, the report that the NDP used, uh, one of the conclusions of, of the report was that there wasn't enough data to make good decisions. So, um, and, and again, it's a matter of uh, no one's been asked to keep data in a really consistent way, and, and so we're going to change that now. So we're going to make a change to how photo radar is used. We want to be deliberate. We want it to be fact based and, and not based on the last story we heard from somebody. And uh, we think that uh, is going to give us the best chance to make decisions that Albertans will support. Okay. So what, what is going to be the focus then of this data? What, what do we need to know? You know, we need to know that when uh, municipalities and police services use photo radar, that they're used for public safety and not as a cash cow. We want to know that there's a demonstrable benefit from the photo radar in terms of reduced collisions, reduced injuries, reduced deaths. Um, what that those uh, safety issues that, uh, that that occur, and, and we want to be able to say that uh, to the citizens that when you get a photo radar ticket, the uh, the uh, photo radar camera was there to enhance safety and not only to uh, vacuum out your wallet. Right, but I mean, obviously, I mean, your department keeps traffic safety statistics. We know how many collisions there are in Alberta each year, how many deaths there are in Alberta each year. Um, do we? What, what do we need specifically over the next two years, though, to give us a clearer picture of what's going on? Well, let me say this, Rob. The uh, the other uh, uh, report that's publicly available, I believe, for your listeners, uh, said that uh, by their estimation, that I think the uh, uh, photo radar uh, reduces collisions by about one and a half percent. Um, which doesn't sound very strong, doesn't sound like a real real ringing endorsement for how great photo radar is for safety. And yet the police in several of the municipalities say it's fantastic for safety. Well, we want to know. You know what, uh, we don't want to run, run our government on rumor, we want to run it on data, and, and the data that we have clearly doesn't give us a clear answer, so we are going to get that clear answer. Why is it important to get this? I mean, obviously there's going to be a cost involved in, in collecting all of this information, but why, why is it important in your view to answer this question one way or the other? Well, because Albertans are interested. Uh, I mean, I'm willing to bet, and I, I, think you'll, I don't think you'll argue with me, that after our interview today on the radio, you are going to get a bunch of emails and phone calls, and I am going to get a bunch of Oh, we already have been. Calls. No, you're 100% yeah. right. Yeah. Because the public really cares about this. And, and uh, so when we uh, are uh, going to try to put ourselves in a position where we can say to the public, photo radar exists in these locations because there's a demonstrable uh, improvement in safety or in photo radar won't uh, exist here because it's just a cash cow here so we won't let it have happen. Right now we can't actually say that because we don't know enough about the individual locations and the individual safety effects that it will have and then uh, gathering consistent data across the municipalities I think will give us a, uh, a good chance to uh, accumulate real data um, not just rumor, and make a responsible decisions based on real data. Right. Hey, by the way, do, do we know what the price tag of this review is going to be? I don't, but, but Rob, it, shouldn't, it should be fairly minimal. Uh, I say that because we already have uh, a 
three or more ministries that I'm thinking of, transportation, which is mine, and uh, justice, which is Minister Schweitzer's, and municipal affairs, which is Minister Madhu, and there's more than that, but at least three ministries spend a good part of their time talking to municipalities. Uh, so for us to talk to 27 of the municipalities that we always talk to on a regular basis anyways, uh, and to their police services, well, uh, there will be a cost. It, it, in government terms, it should, should be fairly minimal because uh, we believe we can combine most of those that conversation and those meetings with regular communication that we would carry on anyways. Right. But, but look, clearly, this isn't just a fact-finding mission. This isn't just about getting the answer and then saying, okay, now we know. I mean, what, what is your government prepared to do if indeed photo radar is being used as a cash cow? We will go where the uh, data leads us from. And, and if that means banning photo radar, great. And if that means continuing photo radar in a more controlled, uh, um, planful, uh, safety-oriented way, we'll do that. And, and uh, we haven't decided what the conclusion is going to be or we wouldn't bother this whole exercise. So we're going to gather the data and then uh, I, uh, it's my sincere hope and belief that we'll be able to say to Albertans, we're making a decision on photo radar. This is the data that it's based on. And uh, and you should feel confident that when you get a ticket, uh, the photo radar was there to enhance safety and not just the vacuum out your wallet. Right. And I mean, obviously, there, there is revenue associated with traffic fines. Uh, what about the concern that, that this freeze is going to have an impact? It's going to put financial pressure on, on municipalities and they're, they're going to have to make up that revenue somewhere else, maybe, maybe even on taxpayers. Well, with all due respect, the freeze, by definition, should neither add to nor subtract from the revenue municipalities are getting right now because we're requiring them to keep the exact same amount of photo radar for the next couple of years as they have today which means, by definition, there should be no change from this as a result of, of this data. Right, but the, but, well, but this prevents them from using new or upgraded photo radar devices, right? I, I agree with that. But the thing is, if we're trying to get data based on the way it's been used, um, we don't uh, want municipalities to be able to, uh, for, for lack of, uh, you know, we don't want them to be able to sandbag how it's being used or to try to create a, a, a scenario or a narrative based on something they're trying to manufacture rather than to get us actually data on how it actually has been used. Right. And, and that's so we thought, we talked about it and we decided that freezing what's happening now is probably the best way because then you, you nobody can say they can't do it because they're already doing it and, and no one can, can pretend that it's better or worse than it is by saying, oh, we're going to move the cameras to an area that will give us the answer we want the government to have. We're saying, no, you're required to keep doing it. You're required to to report to us and, and uh, on, a, on a way with a lot more data than we're getting now so that we can make a responsible decision. Okay, so you say that that'll get us uh, kind of an apples to apples comparison then. That's, that's right. the goal, that's yeah. the hope, because we brought it respectfully. If we had 50 more, let 50 more municipalities start using photo radar now and they're all getting used to the equipment and this and that and the other, we're not really gonna get a true picture of how it's been used. Um, where if we freeze it in time, which is what we're doing, um, and then, you know, require municipalities to work with them, of course, and the police to give us uh, consistent, better, more uh, more robust data than what we've been getting up till now, we should be able to sit down with them at table after and say, we're adding the photo radar for this reason because it's safety, and we're taking away from photo radar here because it's a cash cow, and both those things should be self-evident to both the police services and the municipalities okay. and all Albertans. Uh, and you say this will take a couple of years then to, to gather all this evidence? Well, it, it could. Uh, it, we're going to go as, as fast as we reasonably can, but it, with all due respect, we got to get 27 municipalities, and, and I know there's not 27 police.
police services, but the, the policing districts of those 27 municipalities get them together to, to agree on, first of all, on what set of data is meaningful and will help us make good decisions. And in some cases, Rob, the, the police reports that the officers fill out may have to be added to or subtracted from or second sheet of paper or whatever it happens to be. And the municipalities have to be in a way to, uh, to uh, gather the information and, and, and report it to the, to the province too. So we, we don't want everybody scrambling. We want to do this in a planful, uh, deliberate way and in, in, in a cooperative way with both the police and the municipalities. So that'll take a little time. And then we hope to get, all, after that's done, we hope to get a solid year of, you know, one 12 months in a row of, of uh, reliable, uh, more robust data. And, and we believe that that should actually be something we can actually hang our hat on and talk about publicly and say, this is the data, this is the conclusion it's, it's led us to. And, and uh, Albertans, that's why your government has taken this action, because we believe it's in your best interest. All right. Minister, appreciate making some time for us here today. Thanks for the update on this. My pleasure. Thank you, Rob. All right. Rick McIver, Alberta's Minister of Transportation. So they want to take some time to get a real understanding of the impact of PhotoRadar, how it's being used. This freeze, they say, allows them to get an apples-to-apples comparison uh, and not have municipalities make changes maybe to kind of skew things one way or the other. All right. We'll take a break here. We'll come back. More time for your calls. Rob Breckenridge with you. Stay with us. Minister, what they intend to do uh, over the next couple of years and what this uh, announcement of this freeze means. Let's get back to the phones. Your reaction. This is Kelly. Kelly, good afternoon. Hey, hey Rob. Hey. Um, just enjoyed listening to your show. Thank you. Um, just, just wondering about how they determine what a safe speed is. You had a previous caller mention about a semi-truck barreling down on us at yep. 120, 130. I, uh, I just recently drove across the United States from Windsor, Ontario, crossed in at Coots, mm-hmm. uh, just south of uh, Lethbridge there. And most of those states that I drove through were 80, 80 miles an hour. And then as soon as I crossed into Canada, it drops by 20 kilometers per hour, and the highways are all the same. So the fact is that I was just wondering how they determine what is a safe speed. And in, in the states, 80 kilometers seems to be safe for them, or 80 miles an hour, and for us it's 60. That was just my thoughts. Yeah, it's an interesting question, Kelly. I mean, part of what what goes into determining a speed limit on a road is is stopping distance at that speed. Uh, part of it is uh, visibility, you know, what the road's built for, all kinds of different factors. And yeah, by the way, 80 miles an hour is 128 kilometers an hour. Uh, I've, yeah, I've seen, and I've seen some roads in the U.S. where it's 70, 75, haven't been on an 81 yet. But yeah, I mean, some of our highways probably could be 80. Uh, of course, those aren't roads where photo radar is being deployed, so it's a little bit separated from this debate. Let's see what uh, Jim has to say. Jim, go ahead. You know, Rob, I'm torn on this issue, and, yeah. I, and I go back and forth on it. And, you know, really quite honest with you, I would probably say, I, I think I think it's got to be utilized in a way, In a, like, for example, every construction zone should have one there all of the time. We should always be able to, we, I think playground zones should have them there, like that, that should be the focal point. Mm-hmm. But actually, I think there should be more. And here's why. Because I miss the day when I get pulled over by a policeman 
And he would give me a break because those days are going. They're gone. And, and, and the, the guy would say, you know what, I'm going to give you a little bit of a breather today, Mr. Campbell. You know, the, you, you, you know slow it down. And I, would, and I think if we did that, the, the police could turn more into coaches and they could get the revenue from, from the photo radar. Yeah. Yeah, that's an interesting idea, Jim. I appreciate the phone call. I mean, it, it would be anecdotal, right? It would be tough to reach a, a lot of people through that approach. But, you know, people sharing those stories and having those experiences, that could go a long way. How about this for an idea? Someone sent me this story. Uh, this goes back to 2010, so I'm not sure what's come of it since then. But something called the Speed Camera Lottery. What a contest. And there was uh, an experiment being done on a street in Stockholm. Uh, the idea was to have a speed camera, and through the speed camera lottery, law-abiding drivers would have an opportunity to win a, a pot of money, a pot of money that exists because of the fines that the non-law-abiding drivers were paying. So it, it, it kind of adds a different sort of incentive uh, to obeying the speed limit. That if you don't obey the speed limit, you're going to get a ticket. But if you do, you got a chance to win that speeding ticket money. I, I, I'd never heard of them before. So like I said, that was from uh, almost 10 years ago now. Uh, so not sure what became of, of that experiment or of other communities elsewhere doing this. I think it's kind of an interesting idea, isn't it? Uh, let's get uh, Rob in here. Rob, go ahead. Hey, Rob. Hey. Um I'm, something I've noticed of late, and, and you know, correct me if I'm wrong, but I'm pretty sure it's still a law in Alberta that all uh, all the photo radar locations have to be preceded by signage. Well, I'm not sure exactly how it's worded, but yeah, I think obviously if you, it, people need to know what the speed limit is, so if if you're putting well, it no, somewhere, I mean, I mean uh, signage alerting them to the location of a photo radar. Oh, oh, okay, unit. well, no, 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 then, then no, that's not a requirement. I'm pretty sure it is in Alberta, at least it was, uh, when they first initiated it, uh, that, that all, all these locations have to be, they have to park after a sign that's placed on the roadway. No, I, I think there are some streets where even if there's not a photo radar unit there that day, uh, you see a lot of signs that say this area is monitored by photo radar. But no, it's, it's not specific to photo radar units. Um, but you're right, that, that may have been a requirement at one point.